brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Last week, we shared with you a portion of Mary Persons GMEA performance. Today, we finish that performance with two additional songs. But first, a quick curtain speech from Mr. Charles Hernandez, the director of the Mary Persons High School Choirs. Hello, and welcome to our very first virtual chorus concert of the school year. I'm director Charles Hernandez, and we are excited that you are able to join us in this format as we celebrate this group's accomplishments and beautiful singing. In July of 2020, the Intermediate Advanced Women's Chorus received a long sought after invitation to perform at the Georgia Music Educators Association in service conference this past weekend. Last April, I decided to send in an application for this group to be considered and recognized for this prestigious honor. In the fall, it was decided that the GMEA in-service conference would be virtual. So we spent the past many months preparing for this special concert that was premiered to the GMEA membership on Saturday, January 30th. We are now excited to share this concert with you, our family, friends, and fans. This school year has presented many challenges, a hybrid schedule, masking and social distancing, and many singing breaks and rehearsing in three facilities. 17 singers in this fine group were online only and were unable to take part in this exceptional event. The 43 singers on stage represented Mary Persons and worked diligently to inspire their listeners. Now we invite you to sit back and enjoy the delightful tones of our singers and their beautiful songs, along with our amazing accompanist and collaborative artist, Mr. Terry Clopton. Thank you for the support and love that you show. First up, the choir presents Undivided. In this song, we will feature cellist Lissandro Acosta and violinist Chelsea Klein. Thank you. 
To finish out their performance, the Mary Persons Choir presents Vinnie Vinnie Emmanuel. The percussionists are Ryan Arnold, Madison Shield, and Cameron Sparks. Megan Bennett is the soloist. Emily Adams, Julia Rainey, Kaylee Ray, and Sydney Stapleton are on the descant.
and that wraps up the choir's GMEA performance. Before we end with the choir today, we have two extra pieces that we would like to share with you. The first song is One, Two, Three, Four, made popular by the Plain White Tees. This song is presented by the Merry Persons Men's Chorus. We hope that you enjoy One, Two, Three, Four. And now to end our choir presentation, we share with you the song Stand Together. Due to social distancing, our entire choir has been unable to sing as a full group. Through this piece, we recorded several groups of students and combined the audio to create one full sound. We hope that you enjoy the Mary Persons High School Combined Choirs.
To end our show today, we have Miss Susan Little interviewing Mr. Ralph Bass, the Vice President of the Monroe County Historical Society. Today we are here with Mr. Ralph Bass, um, and we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the interesting exhibits that we can find here uh, to celebrate the bicentennial. Um, Mr. Bass, could you tell us how long have you lived in Monroe County, and then tell us just a little bit about your specific work with the exhibits. I've lived in Monroe County for about 50 years. I came here to spend one year, and <laughs> I've never left the city limits. Okay. In recent years, I've been working with the Monroe County Historical Society. I'm currently vice president of the Historical Society. And we began to think about these displays a couple of years ago when we realized that the county would be celebrating in 2021 its bicentennial. I thought the Historical Society should do something, and the displays are one of those somethings <laughs> which has developed. All right, so if I understand correctly, the exhibits are rotating each month um, to just kind of do some different things. Can you, what what was the decision behind deciding to have different exhibits at different times and rotating those? There's too much money organic history to be able to put it into one exhibit. Yes, sir. There's so many exciting aspects to money organic history. It seemed more appropriate to divide it into various categories and to focus in depth as much as possible on those various categories. Okay. Um, now, what what did we miss in January if we didn't get up there to see it? Well, in January, we were a little bit late in putting up the display. We had some technical, technical problems. The display is still up. We expect to have a change in next week. Okay. The January exhibit focused upon communities. It's a fairly general exhibit. We thought it extremely important to bring to the attention of viewers all areas of Monroe County because this is a Monroe County bicentennial. Yes, sir. And the displays of the Historical Society emphasize all parts and all communities within the county. Okay. We are definitely a, a, a large county, I feel like, um, and we have a lot of different areas. That's that, I love that there's so much representation. Now, you said that it'll change next week. What What's coming next? The upcoming exhibit has to do with railroads in Monroe County. We think of the two principal lines that exist today, the one running through Forsyth between Macon and Atlanta mm -hmm. and the one running through Juliet between Macon and Atlanta. But we've had another group of railroads in the county in the area of Culloden. Hmm. None exist today, but we're trying to give a comprehensive view of all of those railroads that have existed within the county. One of the really tricky problems in dealing with railroads is that their names change. <laughs> Sometimes change is very subtle, just from railroad to railway. Okay. But there are various companies that have operated roads in Monroe County since the first train arrived in Forsyth in 1838. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, if, if we want to come see the exhibit in person, where do we go? <laughs> and when can we come? <laughs> the exhibit is in the Monroe County Annex. The Annex is open from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. 
Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. The branch manager of the Monroe County Library, Kimberly Clayton, has very graciously allowed us to move the current exhibit to the library so that traffic through the library will also have a chance to see it. Oh, okay. So now that that will that rotate next week when the when the railway exhibit comes in, the older one. The railway will... exhibit. Excuse me. The railway exhibit will go into the county annex, and we anticipate that the community exhibit will then go to the library for a month. Okay, so it'll almost be you get a second chance. Like if you miss it the first time, you could go to the library and see it. Exactly. Oh, that's really neat. I, I like that a lot. Now, and we, yes, sir. And we think that persons going to each of these plants, each of these places, will have a chance to see it in case people going to the library don't go to the county annex. They'll see it at the library if they go to the county library. They can see it at the county annex. Okay. I like that's That's really neat. I like having more opportunities for people to see this. So... Who was responsible or is responsible for um, selecting the memorabilia that's included and putting it all together and the displays? We call upon various persons who have specialized knowledge or who have particular items that we wish to include. I might note that right now we have not used any artifacts. There's the question of security, particularly for small items. Yes, sir. But I anticipate that during the course of the exhibit, we will be able to use some larger things. For example, the Monroe County has, Historical Society has a cotton gin. It's portable. It's something that we can move there. It's something that uh, we think would contribute to the exhibit on agriculture when that comes up later this year. Oh, yes, sir. So our... Are all the exhibits already planned out, like you know what's coming each month? We know what we anticipate exhibiting. I'm not so sure that we are willing to commit to saying that in September, for example, we will focus upon military. We want some flexibility in this. Right. But in the course of the year, we plan to have exhibits on the medical history of Monroe County, the religious history of Monroe County, educational history, architecture, industries, particularly the textile mm -hmm. industry. And in working with the textile industry, we've realized that there are so many aspects of the textile industry that previous publications have not really dealt with. Mm -hmm. For example, the question of child labor comes into play. Yes, sir. Did child labor exist in Monroe County? Um, the question of labor unions. How many labor unions were there in Monroe County? And as a matter of fact, there seemed to have been no active labor unions. The labor union oh. movement failed to materialize in this county. Interesting. But there are many dimensions of the textile history that have come to our attention as we've researched this. We have a display on artists and musicians, mm -hmm. another on writers and journalists, one on the various businesses, individual businesses, such as... Georgia Power, which has underwritten this exhibit, mm -hmm. or Georgia Hardware, which is celebrating its uh, 107th anniversary this year, I understand. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, well, and I love that you kind of said you're not willing to necessarily commit to what will be there each month, and that leads me to the next thing is that we plan each month to have 
an interview with someone from the Historical Society to highlight what people can find that month. Um, and we plan to air that in the on the first Sunday of each month um, so that people can see what's coming up. Um, now, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you feel like people need to know? Any other interesting just little ideas about the exhibits themselves? I would like to say a couple of things. Okay. We are in great need of appropriate photographs for the exhibits. Yes, sir. And what I'm looking for is not so much portraits of individual persons, unless there's something distinctive about that portrait. Mm -hmm. For example, a young man with his dogs and his rifle going out into the field or preparing to go out into the field to hunt quail. But I'm anxious to find portraits or pictures of persons in Monroe County who are doing things, fishing in the old market, okay. uh, maybe attending a barbecue mm -hmm. and the preparation of the barbecue, or maybe building a house or working in a, a factory. Right. We are very fortunate to have identified one factory scene located in Monroe County, mm -hmm. appropriate to the textile industry. So I'm particularly interested in being able to locate photographs that would be appropriate for use. Now, if people have those photographs, how do they get in touch with you or how can they get like maybe a scanned copy to you? The easiest way to get a scanned copy is probably to go to the Monroe County Reporter, which can scan. Okay. But they can also call the Monroe County Historical Society and we'll be pleased to make individual arrangements. Okay. Recently, I had the opportunity to get a photograph from Beverly Mickle of the depot in Bolingbroke, and we worked with her individually to get that particular photograph. But call the Monroe County Historical Society during our business hours, or when we are open, that's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 9 to 4. Nine to four. Okay, and now what's the phone number if they need to call? 478. 994 5070. Okay. I think. I never call it. <laughs> yes, sir. And then there's a website as well, so they can yeah. check that. Okay. The website is www.mchsga.org. Okay. And the telephone number is. 478-994-5070. Okay. All right. Anything else that you feel like? We, appreci <laughs> we appreciate this opportunity that has developed um, to present Monroe County's history. We've had a number of cooperating agencies, Georgia Power for Financial Assistance, the Monroe County County commissioners have allowed us the use of that space in the county annex, members of the historical society, and other persons in the community have been very cooperative with us in this endeavor, and we appreciate that. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining this. I'm excited. I, I need to get my, um, my kids up there to see some of the history of Monroe County. Um, that, it's exciting to, to hear more about what's going on. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs.
The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.